Welcome to the Edutainer Podcast. My name is Erin Albert. In this podcast, we explore the intersection between education and entertainment. Stay tuned for another episode coming up next. Hey, everybody, Erin Albert, Thursday, January 20th, 2022. And today's topic tip number 14 of the 22 ways to have an awesome new year in 2022. So next up, tip number 14. Okay, friends, if you're still here, you've still been sticking it out, props to you. I hope you're finding a ton of value in this mini series. It's been so fun to put together, by the way, too, because I had to kind of go on a learning expedition myself prior to putting this together to find you the very best ideas on how to launch an amazing new year. So today's tip of the day is actually two critical documents that you may or may not have uh, both of. We're going to talk today about updating your resume and or your curriculum vitae, your CV. We'll talk a little bit about the differences between the two first. So your resume is a document that you use when you are either maybe presenting at a conference or more importantly, you're using when you go on job interviews, right? So the first step usually when you apply for a job is to submit your resume with a cover letter. Your resume really should be a summary of the most recent experiences you've had. So if you've been in your career maybe over 20 years, for example, you do not need to have a resume that is war and peace, meaning you don't have to have every job on your resume ever since you were a 16-year-old working at McDonald's, for example. That is not the use or the best optimal use of a resume. Your resume may change uh, over time as well, obviously, because you have different experiences and or when you're applying to different jobs, you're going to want to highlight specific experiences that you've had in the past that align to that new experience. So one thing that I always coach clients around is the fact that your resume really needs to be what we call a match needs resume every time you apply to a new opportunity. It really should align with the keywords that are found in a new job description that you're really excited about. A technique that you can use here for example, is uh, I, I'm a big fan of word art. So you can Google the term word art, and it's just a word cloud generator. And so you can do this with your LinkedIn profile. You can do this with your resume. You can do this with your CV. You can do it with a job description as well. What you do is you copy and paste all the words that are in any of those documents in a word cloud and it will spit back at you the words that are most often showing up in that either that document be it a resume a job description etc and your goal if you are applying for a new opportunity is to align your your personal documents as closely as you can to the job description and its keywords now i know there have been less than uh 
appropriate past procedures where people would load their resumes up with key words just to kind of game uh, when computers are doing the searching on candidates. I think those days are kind of over anyway. I would not recommend that. But what I would recommend is that you share those experiences that do align with the keywords and use the keywords in your resume as well as a cover letter, which we won't get into the art of cover letters today because that's beyond the scope of this podcast. But to align your resume to uh, what it is that you ideally want to do as much as possible, but not falsifying anything, obviously. If you're not looking for a job right now, that's cool, but you still should probably update your resume. Look back at the job description that you're currently doing as an example. I recently did this myself and compare it to what you're actually doing today and do they align? And if they don't align, maybe it's time to not only update your resume, but update your current job description with your day job as well because it's important for them to understand that maybe you're doing a lot more beyond the four corners of that original job description that you were hired to do. And that's equally as important as well. And I think the new year is a good time to do that. Now, I know most performance review cycles at companies are also calendar-based, but that might not always be the case. But if you haven't gone through that process recently, now is a good time to do it. Okay, that's your resume. You know, there's a lot of debates about how long your resume should be. Should it be one page, two pages, three pages? I care less about the number of pages and I care more about the quality of content and how that aligns to a specific job description that you're going for. So if it takes three pages and you've got, you know, 25, 30, 40 years of experience and you want to pull out the highlights from the past 10 years where you aligned in your jobs to this new opportunity and it takes three pages, rock on. Go for it. Use the three pages. If you get more than three pages, it's really not a resume. That's starting to turn into what we call a curriculum vitae, a CV. And CVs are the kind of resumes that are used predominantly in academia and research. So CVs are everything from, for example, all the publications that you've ever produced, all the public speaking talks that you've given and where and when those were, all of your peer review journal articles, all of your academic appointments and teaching and courses that you've taught in the past. I've seen some academics even get down to other things that they've done, like committees that they've served on at uh, academic centers. So if you really want good examples of what a CV looks like, I always kind of go out to the gurus that are teaching and look at their CVs because most academic institutions now require CVs of their faculty to be posted online. So you can find a bunch of different ways by which other academicians have set up their CVs. Now, I left academia uh, part-time, at least, back in 2019. So I admit that I have not done as good a job as I probably should in keeping my curriculum vitae updated. However, 
the end of the year and start of a new fresh year is a good time to do that as well. Even if you have been in academia and you're not currently in academia, it's still a good idea to keep your CV up to date. If for no other reason, it gives you a place by which you can track your publications, your blog posts, your uh courses that you've taught, your continuing education that you've spoken at, etc. So today's tip is to pull out those CVs and resumes and get them polished up. Last but not least, some folks ask me, do I really need a CV if I have no intentions of being in academia? The answer to that is it depends. If you do a lot of speaking, if you do a lot of publishing, if you do a lot of community service, you might not need a full-blown CV if you're not in academia, but it might still be a good idea to publish somewhere and keep a record of all the talks that you've given, all the publications that you've done, just so you have a running record of what you've done and what you haven't done. You don't need a, necessarily a full CV to do that if you're not headed toward academia in any way, but it's still a good idea to track those and kind of see how far you've come, where you're going, etc. And sometimes for those of us that speak in a day job situation and out of a day job situation about our professional areas, I think it's good to keep a record of those as well. So most jobs, you have to keep a record of your speaking and your publishing relative to your day job for performance management functions, right? Whether or not you get a raise or promotion. But a lot of us now, at least in healthcare, for example, are speaking and publishing outside of the day job. And if that's the case, you might want to put a list together that just all go back to you, whether or not it's day job related or not. Hope that helps. Get that resume out, get that CV out, and just go at it. Get it updated. It's a good thing to do. All right, we're back tomorrow with our 15th tip of the 22 ways to have an amazing new year in 2022. Until then, take care. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Edutainer Season 6. I'm Erin Albert. You can follow me over at LinkedIn, or you can find me at my website, AaronAlbert.com. Or, of course, I'm always listening over at Twitter, at Aaron L. Albert. Or you can find me on the gram, at Aaron Albert. Also, if you love and want to support this podcast, please go over to patreon.com slash the edutainer. You can sign up as a super fan and get my behind the counter blog, supplemental materials from the edutainer podcast, all the way through to my own op eds on different topics within healthcare, pharmacy practice, education, entertainment. If you truly want the behind-the-curtain scenes on more content around this tiny little slice of podcasting in the universe, head on over to patreon.com slash the edutainer. And thanks in advance for supporting. <laughs>